I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Micah Sparkman. And I'm Jeff Lee. We are rereading J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, the first book in the Harry Potter series. Today we are covering chapters 10 through 13. So come join us on Platform 9 and 3 quarters for our trip to this week's podcast of MWA Muggles with Attitude. Previously, Harry Potter rolls up in the Hogwarts Express showing off his fat galleon stacks. Uh, the sorting hat divides a bunch of children into arbitrary categories that will have a ripple effect throughout their entire lives, probably. Uh, our hero takes their fantastic or, sorry. Our heroes take their fantastical curricula largely for granted, and Harry Potter breaks rules until he fails upward into star athleteship. <laughs> that's good, that's good. Because I'm like like he sorry? does something like, like something expressly forbidden and then gets rewarded for it by becoming yeah. <laughs> rules are for Slytherins. That's right. <laughs> and it gets even worse too. That nicely leads us into chapter ten, Halloween, where Harry gets a Nimbus two thousand, which is apparently like the top of the line broom. It's the Lexus of magic brooms. Who pays for this? That's what I was thinking about too. It was McGonagall. So you think you just like pay for it out of the po- out of pocket? I do. Is yeah. she rich? I mean, Malfoy she... doesn't even have one. He's like super rich, right? Yeah. Did, I don't did know. she pay for it out of school funds? Huh? Maybe. Discre- <laughs> Hogwarts discretionary funds. I mean, yeah. t- to be fair, like if you're making a salary, like you have your room and board as part of it, so you don't really, and you're kind of in the middle of nowhere, so you don't really have anything to spend money on. So she probably has a pretty good chunk of change, right? Yeah, I guess so. Just, yeah. Well, this is like, uh, you know how in the real world, school teachers have to buy supplies for their classrooms. Yeah. <laughs> you have to buy a broom for your kid. <laughs> I think that's only wow. in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. This. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but actually, Professor McGonagall, I was re- re- I was over at Pottermore, which, is, which contains a lot of extra writings by J.K. Rowling. Uh, because that's the sort of service that I'm, I'm delivering to our podcast listeners. You are our... Potter expert. I am our pothead. Yes. Pothead, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Professor McGonagall herself is a huge Quidditch fan, and she actually used to play Quidditch herself. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What position did she play? I think she was a seeker, like Harry. Oh. You know, I think that's a pretty neat thing about Quidditch, is that by design, it's co-ed. Yeah, that is super cool to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, but he gets this broom, so good thing he totally broke those rules in the first place, because he essentially just got, like, a car. Yeah, you know? it's like well, we just it, he's in. So, so I guess the analog would be like he goes to driving school. They're like, wait, don't drive until we teach you how to drive. He jumps behind the seat so of a we, car. We don't let eleven year olds drive. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. He's eleven year old. He jumps behind the seat of the car, does some like power slides, and they're like, man, you're a pretty good driver. Here, have a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you need to be on our NASCAR team. <laughs> So here's my question, because I'm really always really aware of the way, the names that J.K. Rowling gives to things, because there's usually something behind it. Mm-hmm. And the, there's different brands of brooms. They've got the Comet, they've got the Firebolt, mm-hmm. and then they've got the Nimbus. What's a Nimbus? A, a Nimbus is like a, a halo of light, right? It's a cloud. Oh, it's a cloud. Oh. But Nimbus does not sound as cool as Firebolt. No. Firebolt sounds super cool. That does sound super cool. And and Comet makes sense to me because Comets are really fast. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. Good name. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like we've exhausted that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that thread of conversation. Yeah. So when we start off, so at the beginning of chapter 10, they're, they're, they're speculating about what could possibly need such serious security. And uh, I mean, like my first guess would be that's where Dumbledore's keeping his stash. Oh, probably. Yeah, right? Of what? Dumbleweed. <laughs> <laughs> the very finest Dumbleweed. Yeah. 
premium dumbleweed. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's all Dumbledore smokes. I got that phoenix feather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, totally and then and then the Harry proceeds to rub his like great luck in Malfoy's face, which yeah, I mean that's a little bit. Of, I mean, like I get it, Malfoy's a jerk and everything, but yeah. you know, I mean, like he's not exactly being like, gracious about his his newfound awesomeness, right? Sure, sure. But I mean, to be fair, when you're 11, are you that gracious to people who you think are jerks? No, I wouldn't have been. I was, I was a super nice 11 year old. I'm sure you were. Actually, I'm sure you were a really nice 11 year old. I don't remember. Yeah. Friends from Micah's past. <laughs> Email <laughs> you know, us. Said, hello. And, yeah, hello. How was I was as an 11 year old. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what Micah was like. And you know, like, lacking context, a bunch of kids getting really excited about a new broom would be a little bit sad, right? Yeah, it sounds like some, like it'd be a song in uh, Annie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a new broom. Wait, wait, is that how they talk in Annie? I don't think so. That's how they talk in England. <laughs> yeah. the, the mystical wizard land of England that was made up by this author J.K. Rowling, which stands for mm-hmm. "Just Kidding Rowling" because she's always messing with us. Right, right. Um, but yeah. Top of the morning to yeah. We've got ourselves a new broom. Hello, governor. Hello, governor. <laughs> Throw some shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> That's how they talk in no. England. <laughs> no. Are you sure? You Good, day, <laughs> Good day, governor. Good day. Good day, governor. So, yeah. You know, the room. Yeah. Sad. But, yeah. But you're right. So, we're not sure what exactly is being guarded, but they're still talking about it. The the magical, they last time there was the trap door. You... I'm trying to pick back up your thread oh, of what you yeah, said gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. They're, they're talking about where this, uh, what what could be here. Because at the end of the last chapter, they they found this dog guarding this trap door. And they're mm-hmm. like, what could it be? Something that needs a giant three-headed guard dog. Yeah. And then Harry Potter receives this parcel. Yes. Through the owls. Because that's where you get everything in the wizard world. Yeah. Owl exploitation. <laughs> TM. <laughs> I do have a lot of questions about the owls. Like, how does that work? If she ordered it, is there, does the, does the broom company, I don't remember the name of the people who sell the brooms, but like. Is it not Nimbus? It, the Nimbus, Nimbus the company? company? Yeah, but did they, I'm assuming she got it from a shop, one of the shops in Diagon Alley. Oh yeah, there was a shop mm-hmm. that sold brooms there, that's yeah. right. Yeah, unless she got it directly from the manufacturer, but do they just like have owls, just delivery owls just ready to go? They must, right? I assume that Amazon just drops it off at the gates of Hogwarts and the owls just do the final Oh, that's brilliant! Probably, probably. On Amazon, yeah, yeah, because you probably can't bring drones into into Hogwarts. Yeah, right. Yeah, because they they don't they would work, right? Yeah, the electronics would have trouble with that. Yeah, and they've, after losing, you know, enough drones, eventually they're gonna say, "Well, let's leave it outside." They yeah, can yeah. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, uh, so Harry starts practicing with Oliver Wood, and we learn all the rules about uh, Quidditch. So it, it seems like Quidditch is about as confusing as every other sort of sport that people have tried to explain to me. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, so it's good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, I was thinking the only English sport sports I know are croquet and cricket. And I know that they're both needlessly complicated in terms of the rules. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is probably par for the English sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, like, you know, other sports, basketball, very confusing to me. I mean, really? Yeah, it's there's all kinds of name, things. Right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, can anyone throw the ball in the basket? Why do yes. only a few people usually do that? They all do it all the time. Really? Oh, I don't. I don't watch. Oh, you mean anybody in the stadium? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anybody in any team, right? Anyone <laughs> any team can throw it in the basket. Either basket. It doesn't if matter. They want to? Huh. It's just bad idea. Oh. It's bad strategy. See, that doesn't make any sense to me. Wow. 
So arbitrary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Quidditch is pretty ridiculous. You're right. It's yes. not. It's not significantly more ridiculous than cricket, but it's super unbalanced. Mm-hmm. The the games that we see in these chapters are defined by one player doing a solo act. Yes. 150 points for catching the golden And these so other people dumb. are like getting their nose broke and stuff and for yeah. something that doesn't even matter really to the game. Yeah, I, I don't know. see why anyone would pay any attention to anyone else on the field except for that that seeker, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it seems super dumb to me. I think that was a mistake on her part to make it so many points to get cuz you have to do each goal is fi- is 10 points, right? Yeah. So you'd have to do 15 goals just to catch up with whoever catches the snitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, it's not interactive either. The one person is doing something completely separate from what the other people are doing. Yeah. yeah. In theory, I guess people could could interfere with the seeker by throwing bludgers at them, which they do. Which they yeah. do. Yeah. So it's, it's a little bit interactive, but like the, to me, it seems like the best strategy would be catch the golden snitch, forget the goals. Everybody else should be beating up people and preventing them from interfering <laughs> with the seeker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it should be like, more like, what... what? I mean, it's, that's is, what American football does, right? It's the guy with the, there's a guy with the ball, and everybody else is beating up the people that are trying to stop him. Yeah. That's a good point. Rugby's like that too, right? Sort of, right? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So it's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, so a... what would be an appropriate amount of points for the, the golden? Since you're, you know, a game person, you should cut that feature. <laughs> cut that feature altogether. Yeah, because it doesn't. It there's no team interaction. What's cool for players to watch? Players want to see like. Scoring games, they want to see games go back and forth, lots of drama. They want to see people interacting in lots of interesting ways. Mm-hmm. Just a guy chasing a smart golden snitch is not that interesting. Yeah. Okay, so how are we going to let the hero of the book show off if we don't have the golden Well, he snitch? could have just been really fast and really good at scoring goals. Yeah. Right? Okay. They, so because really the, good, uh, he's just like a natural broom flyer. Mm-hmm. Broomist? Whoa. Broometeer? I think just flyer. Yeah, he's a natural flyer, so he could just have been really good. And, like, we never have people this small, but you're so fast. And it's really dangerous because you're so small, but you're so fast. Mm-hmm. Hooray, Harry Potter. You know? Yeah. He dodges the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would be really frustrated, honestly, if I was on either of those teams, you know? Like, I, I play all day, and I, I I put a lot of effort into it. <laughs> they said <laughs> there's games that last weeks, you know? Because mm-hmm. that's a lot like cricket. They can do that. And they, Really? Yeah. It's, they don't have time limits? And No, they have a point limit. Really? And it's not just a point limit. One team has to be a certain amount of points ahead of the others. Oh, that's awful. Tennis is the same way. Like, tennis goes until one person's ahead of the other. I would be upset if I was one of those people because... And then the game was just decided by some guy I just met, a first year who just showed up at the place, who yes. happens to be really fast. It is very poorly designed. So they're in class. Sure. And they're learning some new magics or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Hermione's, like, trying to help Ron out because he sucks at it. Yeah. And he just, like, dumps all over her. Yeah, he is. I had the completely opposite response to the scene. Really? Hermione is awful. She's being such a jerk. Really? Yeah. She's she's just trying to help him. He's, like, he's not he's not able to do this spell, right? And yeah. then because of her tutoring, he's able to do the spell. That's that's not what Well, in the class, he wasn't able to do it, yeah. right? That's and true. she's just, he's trying to do it, and she's just, like, bossing it over him, like, no, it's Leviosa. And I'm, like... Back off, you know? He's practicing. He's literally practicing. This is a class. No, I mean, they're well, both being pretty she, immature. And she's telling him... Yeah, that's right. They're both being immature. He's being... Uh, yeah, that's true. Snippy. I think... Honestly, I would have said worse than he did. Like, really? Like... I, well, I, I can't say it on a clean podcast. <laughs> I would be like, back off. He said, it's no wonder no one can stand her. She's a nightmare, honestly. Aw. Yeah. It's like, you know, oh, this this 11-year-old doesn't have any friends, and you say, 
Uh, no wonder she doesn't have any friends. Yeah. That's kind of well, she I, doesn't seem to want friends. Speaking as a former speaking as a former eleven year old who is incredibly bossy, like that's super it is super obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she does like eleven year old girls do everywhere. Young girls do everywhere. You go to the bathroom to cry it out. Yep. So true? Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know well, you can't I've cry in front of people. Lost track of the number it? of times I at growing up cried in a bathroom. Oh. Do you cry into the toilet? Like, you usually sit on the toilet, and, like bury your your. Do you, so wait? Are you going to the bathroom at the same time, or is it just? Like, are you using the restroom? Or are you just... It depends. It depends how drunk you are. Oh, yeah. that's <laughs> As an eleven-year-old, how yeah. often is there somebody else in there crying too? It's not uncommon. <laughs> and then there's like the girl. You know, there's the bro code. Like the girl code is you need to be like, "Hey, are you okay in there?" Oh. It's on the. It's it's the same on the list with having to hold a girl's hair back for her when she throws up. I guess these are all just like drunk girl rules. Okay. Now that I think about it, <laughs> but like, okay, so so like so Hermione's drunk, and, and you and you <laughs> always no matter who it is, you, if someone needs a pad or a tampon, you have to give it to them. That's like the ironclad. Are you allowed girl to charge rule. them or no? Really, that is an ironclad girl rule. Okay, I, I I'm just saying if I were in, you know what maybe I would. I was, I was gonna say if I walked into a bathroom and I heard a random stranger crying in the stall. Would I approach them? I probably would. You totally would. I probably would. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's normal, though. I don't know if, like, your average guy would pretend not to hear anything. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I suppose I would. Yeah. I don't know, Jeff. You're our, you're our, your average person. <laughs> <laughs> if I walked into a men's bathroom and there was somebody crying in there, I would say 75% chance it's a supernatural predator who's making that noise to lure me in. Oh, uh, that's a good point. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Touche. Yeah, I, I think Ron was pretty thoughtless in what he said, right? I, I'm sure he wouldn't have said that if he'd known she could hear him. Yeah. But I would be fed up with her after the class yeah, of that. Yeah, sure. I feel like she's... Okay, so I get it that she could be annoying, but I feel like she means well, you know? Like, she actually... Sure. She really is trying to help. She is better at this stuff than just about anyone else in the class, and, like, she's just trying to give tips. Like, this is what... You know, I giving advice? I don't know. Is that... Is that... Yeah, I, I think her actions... We don't know Hermione that well, neither does Ron, but her actions could just as easily be interpreted as lording it over him. Yeah, I suppose so. She's being very bossy. Yeah. But anyway, so she's locked herself in the bathroom, and we know about that. Yeah, but then... Uh, troll! Well, no, and, and we, we don't know... Okay, we haven't encountered that many magical creatures up until now, so we can mm. assume that trolls are a thing, right? Because like, Have we encountered any? The three-headed dog. Oh, oh, sure, sure, sure. Goblins. I thought it was the three... Oh, yeah, and the goblins. I thought it was three otters. Well, uh, uh, I, initially, yeah, yeah, no, the, <laughs> no, the, the otter stack is on the cover of the book, but the three-headed dog is the thing that they, they have oh, okay. We haven't met the otter stack yet. Okay, yeah, so that, and then we've had a mention that there are possible dragons and gringotts. Right. Okay. So we, we haven't encountered that many magical creatures, but now we know that, you know, ogres are a thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder, you know... Trolls, actually. Wait. What's the difference between an ogre and a troll? It depends, uh, right? Troll regenerates. Uh, an ogre is like a, a more humanoid. A troll is more animalistic. Yeah. Also, trolls have that really long pink hair. <laughs> <laughs> and you put that you stick pencils up their butts. Yeah, and they have a little gemstone in their belly button. Yeah. So they're uh, they they decide that you know what? Instead of talking to someone about this, we're going to go deal with this troll problem ourselves. Yeah. Because uh, I'm sure that they're the best suited for this, being first-year magic users who have, who know literally one yeah. spell. I, yeah. I have a lot of objections to this whole scene. I don't think it makes much sense at all. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Which part? Well, this part first. They just run off by themselves. Like, yeah. we better okay. go save Hermione. They, 
they dislike Hermione, right? Sure. But they're not going to just, like, leave her to die. Right, yeah. sure, okay. They probably feel a little responsible gross. because they, they know she's crying because of what they said. Like, there is an interaction with her, and as a result, she's crying. But they don't tell anybody that they're going. They're going by themselves. Right. Yeah. And, okay, A, Hermione is the most capable of all of them, right? Yeah, she's more capable true. than both of them put together. That's sure, true. They know this, yeah. right? B, they don't tell anybody. Yep. Yes. They don't tell a teacher. They don't tell Percy the Prefect, whose job literally is to watch out for the first years. Yep. Uh-huh. And he's right there. Yep. Uh-huh. Sneak away from him. Uh-huh. And they don't tell Snape, uh-huh. the, the badass warrior teacher that they happen to see on their way there. They hide from him. Yep. Yeah, if you hate this, you're going to hate the rest of the series. <laughs> <laughs> they do a lot of that. I, I don't hate yeah. it. It just didn't make any sense. I agree. They, well, you know, they're, they're heroic kids, and heroic kids go on adventures. Yeah, I mean, they, they needed to go have a, a silly adventure. But it is a very poor choice on their part, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> there are lots of better options than let's go wander off into the bathroom and see if we can find Hermione when there's this troll in the loose. Yeah. Troll? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and yeah, but but yeah, Snape is lurking and creeping around like he does. Yeah, like he does. Yeah, we don't know why, but you know, he's, he's, he's creepy. Snaping around. Yeah, snaping <laughs> about. Uh and then they're they're <laughs> they, they the troll goes into the bathroom where Hermione is Hermione is. They don't know she's in there, but they decide to lock him in there with her. It's like <laughs> that'll teach Hermione, lock a troll in there with her. I just thought to myself, wow, that's that's okay, revenge right so there. That, that was definitely their fault. <laughs> they definitely needed to deal with that. <laughs> oh, we'll just lock him in the bathroom. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, she's in the bathroom. Oh, that's where she is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they go in and save her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harry Potter pulls out uh, you know, the old wand up the nose spell. Yeah. Uh, wand jammy except Nostralia. That's what I <laughs> <laughs> That's the spell I came up with. Nice. Yeah. Very effective against trolls. Yeah, super effective against yeah, trolls. Yeah, that gooey stuff that was on it when it came out was brain. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, like, if, like, if you think about the structure of, of a, a head and how long a wand is, yeah, he probably got up into that troll's brain. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so gross. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, they finish it off with the spell that Hermione taught them. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's it nice. It doesn't make any sense to me either. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Because we, we've established that Ron doesn't know how to do that spell, right? Here no. Is it. No, it's Ron. It's Ron. It was? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Which is so, that's what's so ironic. Because of Hermione's tutelage, he's able to save her. He's <laughs> the naive of the series. He can only do it when he's got heightened emotion. I was thinking that. I was thinking, oh, my God, yeah. He's my netherin blood. <laughs> 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 the Weasleys are Minethrin. <laughs> ah, yes, the Weasleys have old blood. <laughs> the blood, old blood s- it sings in their veins. <laughs> Crossover. Crossover. <laughs> if you want to learn more about Minethrin, listen to our other podcast. <laughs> yeah. The Dragon Regret. <laughs> yeah, that's... Anyway, yeah, so they beat up the troll. Two 11-year-old wizards is superior than one troll. Well, I mean, trolls aren't particularly smart. And I think that there's a... a, a a large amount of luck involved in this particular interaction. Not Dumb luck. You know, yeah. Like, when he cast Wingardia Levio, Wingardium Leviosa, he wasn't aiming for the, the club, right? No, he was just kind of yelling it in desperation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he happened to hit the club, which worked out great. Yeah, and then the club fell on the, the troll's head. And killed it, right? No, I mean, it just like, knocks like, him out. Uh, Are we sure dead. about that? Cause, like, because that... And, there was a loud crunching sound, I think it said, right? Yeah. Trolls are different than humans, but when you hit a human on the head and they fall down and never get back up, it's because they're dead. No. <laughs> I mean, I assume a troll's skull is pretty thick, but at the same time, that was a really big club, so... Yeah, and also, like, at the end of the scene, the troll gets taken away by the wizards, and, and you know, troll parts is cash money. That's true. 
<laughs> they probably took it to like a troll chop shop. They're gonna strip it down. <laughs> yeah. They're like, do you, know, do you have any idea what one of these is worth in the black market? <laughs> yeah. Wow. This is that, that, that troll is bank. Yeah. But uh, but now, Harry and Ron and Hermione are bros. Yeah, because yeah. she lies for them for some reason. Like. It's, this makes no sense to me also. There is no reason to lie about the this, right? The lie she tells is strictly worse than the truth. Yes, I was, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, it's cool she lied to cover for them, but she didn't have to, right? Like, She didn't actually cover for them at all. The only thing she lied about was why she was in the bathroom. Yeah. Because she, she was going to fight the troll. Right, instead of because I was sulking here in the bathroom. Which is a normal thing for it to... Like, if, if, if the answer were, I went to go cry in the bathroom, and then a troll showed up, and then they came to like... They came to find me and didn't know the troll, like, you know, didn't mean to. Sure, yeah. Like, that would be an okay thing to say. That's legit, right? And then the the part that she was covering for them was that they ran off and dealt with the troll on their own. But she didn't lie about that part. That was (laughs) true. That's true. That's a good point. It was was an an oddly chosen uh, particular fib. But because she sort of fibbed to take the heat off of them. And then McGonagall gives, she subtracts five points for Hermione because of the things she lied about. Yeah. And then gives them both five points for bringing in all this wealth to the school of all these troll parts. (laughs) 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 But it's, you know, McGonagall is clearly in the bag for Gryffindor, right? She's the head of Gryffindor. She loves Gryffindor. She's the head of Gryffindor. Like, she's the the, the house mentor. That's fine. Why is she the one giving the points? Seems a little... She is the deputy headmistress, so, like, in terms of rank, she is the highest ranked there. Snape does it, too, though. Snape gives points, too. He's the head of Slytherin, right? Yeah, Yeah. and he takes points away from Gryffindor all the time. They they must be just, like, rigging it. This is a serious conflict of interest. Right? Yeah. But yeah, (laughs) they totally... Um, And I just have to say, this is one of my absolute favorite, just tiny little pieces of writing in the entire series uh, at the very end of the chapter. But from that moment on, Hermione Granger became their friend. There are some things you can't share without ending up liking each other, and knocking out a 12-foot mountain troll is one of them. <laughs> I love that. That's that such a sweet. great ending Aww, to the chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, chapter 11, Quidditch. Wizard sports ball. Sports go sports. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say that a lot every time they talk about Quidditch. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Harry accidentally barges in on Snape and Filch and finds out that Snape has gotten... Attacked by the dog, apparently. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's... he's. Why is Filch patching him up? Does Filch know about this? Is Filch in on this this scheme that Snape's doing? We don't know exactly what it is, but... Filch is a mean old dude who's, who wants the kids to have no fun, and all the mean old dudes that want the kids to have no fun are in on it with Snape. Oh, okay. What, that makes sense. What is he... He's Because he's not the groundskeeper. That's Hagrid. He's, he's the, the caretaker. The caretaker? He takes yeah. care of the in, interior stuff. Oh, yeah. okay. Sort of like a janitor, I guess, but like a little bit more... Yeah, but he like, lives there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably lives there the year-round. Yeah. He's what Jack Nicholson was doing in The Shining. <laughs> he's a writer? A uh, failed writer, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now he's a caretaker. Yeah, yeah, so we have our first Quidditch match. Yeah, Quidditch. Yeah, got the whole game. This does seem like a fun game to play. Mostly because yeah. flying around in brooms is pretty fun. That does sound like fun. And I, I, I actually really like this idea that you have these bludgers that are going around trying to attack people. Like, that's fun <laughs> to me. That's funny. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the, his friends make him a cool banner. It's like... Yeah. Some, like, magic paint on it or something. Oh, he belongs oh, yeah. somewhere. He has friends. Is the banner is Potter for president? Yeah, I was wondering about that. Like, so is that is that a British thing? Is that something you put on a... Wait, they don't have presidents in... England, though. I, yeah, and they don't have... It's not a school president, because I think they call that head boy. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I've got a whole long scene of them playing, and something's wrong with his broom. Yeah, they, uh, it's, he's flying along just fine, and he's like a natural at, at broom flying, and then all of a sudden goes crazy. Yeah. And here's the, here's the kind of weird thing to me. Somebody, or they say, oh, it's got to be powerful dark magic that can affect a broom. Like, really? Like, yeah. you have to have this crazy dark magic to be able to affect a broom, or there's some sort of... But do brooms have counter? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, maybe it's like you know, it's like safety features, right? You know, mm-hmm. like cars have safety features, brooms have safety features. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you had to disable the stabilization control, the ABS, the, right. <laughs> the camber control, everything. The uh, maybe it's just that magic that interferes with other magic is considered dark magic because brooms got magic, right? Yeah. I mean, so maybe obviously. like like breaking something or or making somebody else's spell fail is considered. Dark magic. And well, maybe, they also, they also, maybe it has to be powerful to, to override someone else's magic. They all learn curses, though, I guess, right? Isn't that part they, of like, the They don't go learning? Like, directly magic against magic. It's like, we see the luck leg curse later on, which is a really... Man, that's an annoying curse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really but, frustrating. But that's like, probably if that was working against somebody else's magic. Or maybe it is dark magic. Maybe they just teach them dark magic. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess maybe all curses are... I mean, curses, it sounds like dark magic. But it does sound like dark magic. Yeah. And they definitely learn them. Uh, so it's a... Uh, it looks like it's Snape that's interfering with his... Yeah, Ooh. Snape is Snape is there and he's like watching and he's muttering under his breath and he's not breaking eye contact. And Hermione's like, I got this and it's just like sets him on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, to be fair, it does solve the problem. But she the same she just learned how to set things on fire, right? And so she's like... <laughs> This is my solution to all the problems. <laughs> Let's hope she doesn't get a taste for that, because, like, you know, <laughs> a, wizard, a wizard arsonist would be a real problem. <laughs> but it works, and yeah. everything goes back to normal, um, and Harry gets down, and they win the match, right? They Well, I mean... They do, because... Because of the snitch roll, right? Yeah. So, so while this is, like, I, I want to... This is, this, this is like, okay, this is like if you're playing basketball, and uh-huh. you have all these points, and everybody's playing, but if at any time somebody on the court does a double backflip, their team wins. <laughs> That's kind of... <laughs> so they, all the teams just have one guy doing trying to do backflips <laughs> all the time. It's kind of hard to do a double backflip, so it takes them a while to do it. Right. But as yeah. soon as you do it, their team wins. <laughs> uh, yeah, because, I mean, like... All, throughout all of this stuff that's happening, uh, what's oh man, I can't remember his name. Not Oliver. What's what's the the bad guy's captain's name? Marcus uh, Flint, I think. Marcus Flint. Marcus Flint. Marcus yeah. Flint. So throughout all this stuff that's, that's going on, Marcus Flint is like playing to win. You know, like he like Harry's going after the snitch, and he he takes a penalty, and he's like, sure, ten points, but he blocks a hundred and fifty point play, right? Yeah. So while everyone's like, oh, boo on you, he was playing. Like, straight strategy. That was, like, a, a good choice. He has choice. to, right? If yeah. you're not trying to block their seeker, then you're not really playing. Yeah. So, so trading 10 points for 150, easy decision, well, right? You're not supposed to. you're not supposed to hit him. You're not. But at the same time, if it costs you 10 points to do that, and he's about to score 150... It's good easy strategy. Easy decision, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then meanwhile, while Harry Potter's broom's going all crazy, he's, like, scoring the whole time. He's got, like... I think he's racks up, like, 50 or 60 points. Yeah. And then... Mm-hmm. Playing well. Playing, playing better than the other team. Played yeah. strategically, yeah. And then Harry falls on the snitch as he's falling <laughs> out of the air. It, it goes in his mouth, right? Like, yeah. He's not trying to catch it, I don't think, right? No, he is. He totally okay. is. Yeah, he's going after it, but but yeah. And it just ends up in his mouth instead of his hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I just feel like, you know, Slytherin's playing to win. That's all, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they if like, I was watching this game, I'm not saying there's anything funny, but like, we didn't see him catch it. We just saw him cough up a snitch. 
Oh, oh, he had his mouth the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? we don't know. How do we know? Do we, was we know they have extra snitches to practice with. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's maybe, a good point. Maybe he stuck it up his butt. <laughs> Wait for it to work its way through. No game is, worth, is the winning of which is worth that. There's no game. <laughs> you want to get that house cut, you know? It's way through the other way. Yeah. Really? It just goes, migrates upwards? It's a snitch. It's a snitch. It's trying to fly. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh. <sighs> anyway. He's to shine a flashlight in his mouth periodically so that it knows where the light is. <laughs> <laughs> they should check all the players like they do when you're in prison, you know? Like you scan them for You have to bend over and cough. <laughs> Spread your butt cheeks. Yeah. Make sure you don't have a snitch. And, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Instant win for Gryffindor. Yeah. Well done, Gryffindor. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. And after that, they go visit Hagrid, right? Yeah, they're visiting Hagrid, and Hagrid lets it drop in a total, not explicit, but a totally convenient, uh... Yeah. Plot reveal or uh, narratively convenient. Yeah, narratively convenient that um, whatever is being guarded is between Professor Dumbledore and somebody named Nicholas Flamel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, Hagrid is not great with secrets. Yeah. No, he is not. <laughs> yeah, he's not a he's not a subtle guy. Yeah. yeah. The way the movie does this is super irritating, but I guess we'll talk about that when we watch the movie. Yeah. Uh, we also learned that three headed dog's name is Fluffy. Yes. Which is kind of adorable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so so Snape's been mauled by a three-headed dog, and he was just trying to play with the dog, you know? Yeah, Like, if true. I saw a giant three-legged puppy, my inclination would probably be to try and play with it. A three-legged or a three-headed? Sorry, well, pick one. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, really. Uh, but, yeah, if I saw a giant three-headed dog, I think my first inclination would be to try and pet it, so... Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, probably. No? Just mm-hmm. me? I don't know. No, I, I have I would be nothing to out. add. Yeah. It's know. an that's, abomination that's, of nature. It's three times the biting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah, three-headed dogs. So yeah. now they know about this this Nicholas Flamel because Hagrid lets it slip because he's, you know, terrible at secrets. Yes, he's Hagrid. <laughs> and of course, now they're like, well, we've got to figure out who this Nicholas Flamel is. Yeah. So chapter 12, The Mirror of Erised. I, I kind of like this that they've... The reason they're doing this is because they just have a taste for adventure now. Yeah. They were like, this is fun. We right? killed that troll. That worked out fine. Yeah. Nothing can hurt us. We're golden gods. <laughs> <laughs> We're invincible golden gods. And <laughs> we just made a bunch of money for the school by killing that troll. So let's let's start bounty hunting. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to turn out very differently. <laughs> bounty hunting for Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter book eight. Yeah. Remember Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? This is the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Kill Them. <laughs> yep. That's money. So it's, uh, <clears throat> it's Christmas time in Hogwarts. Yeah. And uh, once again, owls delivering messages, this time in the middle of the storm. They even say the owls are being pummeled by the storm. They show up and Hagrid has to nurse them back to health. Aw, that's so sad. Messed up. But it's like the U.S. Post, neither rain nor sleet nor snow nor hail will... Do you think these owls are paid? In mice. Yeah, I suppose that's about all the currency that owls are interested in. (laughs) As far as we know. Yeah. Yeah, these owls are hardy. I guess they're magic owls, right? Because they can, they know where to go to find. I think all owls know where to go. Do you think so? Yeah, I think owls have a natural sense of direction. Homing mm-hmm. owls. You mean in real life or in this universe? In real life. Homing owls? I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, carrier owls, you know? They used to use them in the war. <laughs> that's true. They would just tie messages to owls. I've never heard of an owl that travels. Yeah, that like migrates. They, uh, yeah. Oh, they can fly. 
What? Yeah, I was complaining. You like above something. the ground? They don't even have an engine. I know, I know. It doesn't make any sense at all. Nobody understands why. <laughs> does the, it does raise the question, though. So we, there, I'm assuming there are magical owls and non-magical owls, right? How do you tell the difference? Yeah. The one's got is, a letter in its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but like you've Get got into. the delivery owls. They remember uh, at the beginning, the owl who brings the uh, Daily Prophet newspaper out to the rock where uh, Harry is at the beginning with Hagrid. True. Yeah. Is that a, so? Is that a, that's a magic owl? Yeah, and, and that, he like waits because he wants to be he he, to, he waits to get paid too, so he knows well, to do that. Is he getting paid or is he taking money back to his masters? I don't know. There are some disturbing questions about enslavement. He's about probably owls. taking it right down to the slots. <laughs> yeah, owl gambling. Owls owl gambling. Are, right? yeah. Yeah. yeah, the casino. Yeah, you know how owls are. Casino. Money. Owl. <laughs> <laughs> casino owl. That's good. <laughs> Uh, anyway, where 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 are we going? It's it? Christmas. I don't even remember. Yeah, it's Christmas time. And uh, uh, they're Sna- trying to figure out who Nicholas Flamel is. Uh, yeah. Snape's like docking points left and right from Gryffindor because again, conflict of interest. You know, whatever. I yeah. So this is. Uh, doesn't Hogwarts have central heating? No. It's so a castle. It's just cold. Yeah. Yeah. It's a castle. Castles have central heating these days. Do they? Yeah, they put ductwork in them because doesn't it's that cold. Damage the like, castle. I mean. It's a pile of rocks, hard to damage. That's the point of a castle. <laughs> what what level of technology is necessary for central heating? Uh, oh, they've had it for sixty years. Do you have to have electricity? At least uh, you, you do have to have electricity. But don't the heat, they right? don't they have some magical version of heat control? This is this is a little odd to me. They've got all this other. They can heal broken limbs and stuff. Sure, sure. But they don't have. They still are cold and huddle around fires. Yeah. Yeah. Seems to be. It seems like that this castle has existed more or less unaltered for the last, you know, million years. Nah. Well, they add Obviously ghosts and they add paintings, and I, I assume they build new stuff, new staircases that go. It's always places. changing, right? Yeah. But I don't believe it has any like modern conveniences. Well, I think it's a. I think it's a rule that any like castle in England has to be freezing and miserable. Mm-hmm. Or any any uh, boarding school in England, in terms of literary <laughs> convention, has to be freezing and miserable. It's true, yeah. Pretty sure yeah. it's the law of the queen. Pretty much. Yeah, Bill's but, character. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like Dickens. Every time I read Dickens, I feel like I have to take a hot bath because, like, wherever they are, it's always miserable and cold and terrible. Yeah, it, it, it could be a product of the climate of the UK. As I understand, there's a lot of, like, gray and damp, and that's just, like, part of the accepted... Living in the in, in the London, yeah. If right? you're English, you just accept that you're going to be miserable and cold and wet constantly. Even though actually Hogwarts is in Scotland, is it? Mm-hmm. How can you tell? Because it's cold it's, and damp. We <laughs> know the name. We know that they go wailing north, but I think at some point J.K. Rowling revealed that it was somewhere in Scotland. Interesting. I didn't so, know that. So yeah. So I assumed it was in uh, you know England. 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 Yep. Yeah. No. Apparently it's Scotland. Then why do they all talk like they're English? Why don't they, no one can talk Scottish. We don't know if they do. Maybe they've all okay. got brogues. Well, you'd be able to tell by the way they were, it was written, right? <laughs> I didn't know, laddie. Exactly. There'd be lots of apostrophes in there and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard the name Hermione either. Oh, that's a real name, though. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Apparently it's a, it was a very working class name. Really? But anyway, speaking of Hermione, we find out that uh, her parents are dentists, so I'm assuming that means that they're muggles, because you don't need dentists in the Harry Potter world. Yeah, that's true. It was it was mentioned uh, early on, I think, when they meet on the train that she's muggle-born. She, she's the first wizard in her family. And... Oh, that's right. She did. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Her parents didn't know what to make of the letter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's going to be an, a, kind of a, 
a disturbing discovery for... Because most muggles don't know that wizards exist in, right. this, in this world. So to find out that not only magic is true, but your kid knows magic and is going to a magical school, that's like a pretty big... Yeah, like, and you're totally <laughs> cool with sending your, your, your 11-year-old daughter away for months and months and months at a time to a place you'll never see and didn't even know was real. Well, that's just boarding school, right? Sure, but that's bad parenting, in my opinion. Well, I mean, you have to take that up with... It's kind of a tradition, I think, in... In Britain. Britain. And old-timey people. Yeah. You know, it builds character, right? Yeah. It's like kind of a total immersion program in, in a certain type of culture and education. Yeah. My it's m- foreign to us, but I think it might be more common in other places. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. My mom went to boarding school in England, but as a, as a what we call a high school student, but she said that there were a lot of people, like her best friend had been sent off to boarding school when she was five years old, oh, which wow. sounds miserable to me. Do you need, like, yeah, well, you, you, that means you spend more time away from your parents yeah. than with. Yeah, so it's kind of kind of begs the question, like, why even bother having so, kids? Anyway, so but the holidays at Hogwarts sounds amazing. They're sitting in the common room in front of a open fire. They're toasting things, which sounds great. They're playing wizard chess. Wizard chess with with actual <laughs> live characters. Okay, wizard chess sounds like a lot of fun, but it's also kind of messed up, right? Yeah. Like you're you're commending troops to their deaths. Yeah. That's how you play wizard chess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had trouble with her saying that the figures were alive because I don't think that's the, that was the right word to use. They're alive that. and enslaved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're well, cursed. Because mm-hmm. they're not actually alive. Are they're they? they're animated. Animated. They, they might be. Well, yeah, except that when they just die, because it says that Ron had a really old set that had belonged to his grandfather. Well, there's two ways this could happen. One is the pieces have the memory of all the times they died. That's uh, dark. And it's, yeah, and yeah. They're, they're these psychos, empty yeah. shells. That's why they obey his orders so well, is because there's no personality there. Uh-huh. Every another, time they're just like, ah, oh, yes, another death. Another is that every time it's like a, they're copying and pasting a person and generating a new person. Every time you play the game, and then they die, and then they then a new one comes up and doesn't remember. <gasps> what happened? Oh, no, they they don't Not remember at all, right? It's like like their their memory. I don't know if they conjured these guys up out of whole cloth, or if they like copied and pasted the brain of a soldier or something, mm. and it just gets instanced every time. Like, okay, I'm I'm doing this now. I last for a few turns, and I die. I guess that'd be the most humane way, huh? I imagine it's yeah. not unlike the paintings where it's not the people the people in the paintings aren't actual people they're just kind of like a simulacrum of it we hope. in a way because otherwise it's really dark yeah otherwise it's super dark yeah but I don't know I find it's really funny he's playing chess and he's not a good player and the and the chess people so they don't trust him and they keep yelling things like don't send me here send him instead <laughs> I thought that was amusing yeah so, so they have some degree of personality in life they're like yeah. no please no they don't necessarily yeah. don't want to die. Uh, so they're they're also trying to locate more information about Nicholas Flamel, and I'm struck by how difficult it is to find what in the modern world would be very easy information. Yeah, just a quick Google search. Yeah, they need like Wizard Wikipedia. Someone needs to invent that. Like, yeah, there's yeah. got to be magic that could do that, right? Well, keep in mind too, this is also like these books take place in I think the eighty. Like, it's actually happening in the eighty, so they wouldn't have even had internet yet, though. Oh, Wizard it, Internet. It would be that BS having to, like, go to the card catalog and <laughs> see what you can find. Yeah, I suppose if you just know a name and you don't know anything about it, it's it's, it's difficult to find the yeah. correct information. Yeah. Which sounds terrible. And the probably the number one avenue available to them would be talk to an expert, but that's not available to them because of this the scenario. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, they can't... Uh, because if, if they just go ask Dumbledore about it, he would have known right away. He's going to be like, why do you know that name? <laughs> I think you're going to find that to be a common theme throughout the entire series. <laughs> <laughs> if they could just go ask Dumbledore If they about would it. just go ask Dumbledore. But no. 
No. Anyway. Um, he does seem pretty approachable, Dumbledore. Yeah, he seems like a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, he does. But uh, here's 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 a question. They wake up on Christmas morning, and they've got two bunch of presents at the foot of their bed. Yeah. That's like an English thing, right? It must be, yeah. They, 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 they seem like it's, they treat it like it's normal, so it must be like a... I've never heard of that. Yeah, I don't think it's a Harry Potter thing. I think it's an English thing. Yeah, we, I mean, obviously, obviously in the U.S. we do the, the tree or whatever. That's our, our tradition. But mm-hmm. I think while there are Christmas trees in the, the U.K., it must not be... Like the central gift gifting region, mm. yeah. They because because yeah, they wake up and they have all these presents at the foot of their bed and, and they uh, open them up and they open them up and and they gave each other presents. Like, yeah, I don't know if Harry Potter gave anybody presents, but all his friends he got presents from his. Yeah, he got yeah. chocolate frogs from, from uh, Hermione. Hermione, and from Miss Weasley he got this. Amazing sweater. Oh, I know. That's so sweet. Oh, I love this sweater. I this would is, wear this sweater. This is my favorite. The Weasleys are my favorite thing in this whole book so far. Uh-huh. Right? And I love they always get a sweater. I would wear this sweater. Oh. I know. Like his brothers come in and they're like, why aren't you wearing your sweater? It's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And they and they have like little letters on them. Like I would, lo- I would I, wear this. I would adorable. wear the heck out of a sweater with my, my initial on it. And then, like, and his mom even made a sweater for Harry Potter. I know, isn't that I know. Sweet? that's awesome. Cause, just because just Ron wrote a wrote a letter and said he probably wasn't getting many presents. Aww, yeah, so yeah. sweet. And she makes some fudge too. I love that family tradition that they all have their sweaters on Christmas. That's I know. Adorable. I think that's. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, ten out of ten, I would absolutely wear that sweater. And and Ron's 100%. being all like, you know, sore about it. Oh, I hate maroon. Whatever, dude. That is an awesome gift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is super cool. Yeah. And knitting sweaters is not fast. No. That's a lot of work. Well, for, it is not, very maybe complicated. Not uh, maybe for wizards. Yeah, I mean, she could probably knock one out in like five minutes with with magic, right? Mm-hmm. Knitus, sweaterus. Yeah. Sweaterus, knitus. <laughs> yeah. I, and the wheels. I really like George and Fred. I think their names are. Yeah. I think they're really the twins. Funny. Yeah. I like the little joke they made. Like, they always get the letter of our name right. She knows where... Uh, Gred and Forge. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. We, yeah, we... Uh, I guess she figures we, we'll forget our names or something. So Harry also gets uh, Invisibility Cloak. Yes. This yeah. It's a big deal. Mysterious. That, like... That's a pretty cool gift. Like, I can think... I'm a little bothered by how little hijinks they get into with this cloak. Because <laughs> Invisibility Cloak, you could play the best pranks with that. Right. Oh, absolutely. Oh, right. man. And you, you... you could ruin Draco Malfoy. <laughs> <I know. laughs> you could You could make him go in, like, make him think he's going insane, right? Like, just, like, move stuff, like, a little bit. <laughs> so he, like, puts something down and then, like, move it. And he's like, he doesn't know it's moved. I, I'm sorry. If you're an 11-year-old boy, though, isn't the first thing you're going to do is, like, sneak into the girl's... Restroom. I don't know if you care about it. Eleven. Eleven's a little bit on the young side. For oh, that. really? Like okay. maybe if you were twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought about that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eleven, and he doesn't have a whole lot of experience with girls anyway. Sure. Probably not a horned dog. Yeah. Yet. Yet. I don't think he thinks of girls in that man- manner yet. But you know. But if he still has this thing in a couple of years, I think there's like he shouldn't. He's, <laughs> he's looking for boobs all gonna, the time. Yeah, Absolutely. we're gonna just. So okay, so do you, so do you think that the professors resent the students who stay behind on Christmas break? Because that means they have to stay behind, right? I mean, do they have anywhere else to go? Really? I, I mean, there. I would imagine so. They have families. They have like friends they do can they? go visit. I don't know. I mean, I, I is there a Mrs. It, Dumbledore? Well, there certainly isn't, <laughs> as we learn <clears throat> anyway. That there never would be. <laughs> well, he's just a confirmed bachelor, I guess. Sure. Yeah, That's something like that. that. That's yeah. why he's wearing those high heel shoes. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I mean, like, surely McGonagall must have a brother, or, like, Snape must have, I don't know, like, a 
creepy cousin or something, right? Yeah, you'd think most of them would have families, yeah. But I guess they stay behind. I'm, I mean, maybe not all of them have to stay behind. So they just draw straws for you guys to miss Christmas with their family? Maybe, because it seems like very few actually stay. I, I think that staying at Hogwarts over Christmas break must be, like, the best thing ever. Oh, my gosh. It's like, you can, like, you get all the benefits of living in a magical castle without all the, like, like having to, like, you know, do homework and stuff. That's yeah. just party nonstop. And the, the castle's mostly empty, so you really get the run of the place. Yeah, I think that sounds like a blast. And on the on Christmas Christmas Day, they have a crazy feast, which for a small number of people is kind of wild. Yeah, I love it. I love the description and how they've got the magic Christmas crackers, but they have really cool prizes inside. <laughs> yeah. And like live mice and bonnets. and Yeah, very cool. And, uh... And meanwhile, like, Hagrid is, like, macking on McGonagall. Yeah, know? he is. Yeah. Is she going to ride the Hogwarts Express from platform nine and three quarters inches? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have that written down in your notes? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I wanted to make sure I delivered that one. Right. That's great. That's so good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like we didn't talk enough about the cloak, though. <laughs> like... The invisibility cloak? Yeah, the invisibility cloak. Because okay. we, we didn't talk about... There's a mysterious message that comes with it. Yeah, there is. Oh, that's a yeah. good point. Your father left this in my possession before he died. It is time it was returned to you. Use it well. No no name. Yeah. Who... So, somebody who knew his father was keeping this extremely rare and valuable magical artifact for him. Yeah. And decided that Christmas on your his, his, his first year in Hogwarts was a good time to deliver this... Kind of crazy thing. And can I just say, like, I love Ron. Like, Harry has shown up, and Harry and Harry has gotten a a um a brand new broomstick, like the best broomstick out there. And he gets this invisibility cloak. And Ron, Ron even says, you know, I would give anything for one of those. And Ron, but Ron never acts jealous or anything about it. He's that's just true. like happy for him. Like that's a good friend. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And so Harry is not like you know he he doesn't think about it much, but. He's not super conscientious about that either, you know. No. Like, yeah, he 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 lives a kind of, he's living kind of a charmed life in a way. For now, but I'm, I mean, remember though that he came the vast majority of his life he had almost nothing. Yeah, he was tortured constantly throughout his life. At least neglected. Yeah. Neglected at best. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, so here he decides to take it for a, a jaunt around <laughs> the castle. No, no. He decides to take it to the library. Yes. Come on. You have an invisibility cloak. You're like, I'm going to take it to the library. Well, he's like trying to figure out what he's going to do with himself. And he's like, well, I guess I'll just go to the library. I just feel like there's so many better options. This is a test run, right? Yeah. You don't go into the bank vault or the the girl's locker room on your first run. You go to the library. Yeah. What a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) But that doesn't work out too well for him. He ends up in the restricted section and he tries to open a book and it's just screaming. So that's awesome. Yeah. No, so, so do you think that's like every book in there is designed to scream? Like it's a it's a spell to keep people out of out of the forbidden books, or did he just pick poorly and pick the screaming book? It's a good question. Yeah, because I mean, like, I assume that there are wizard books that scream. Yeah, I, I mean, he didn't read the cover of it. Maybe it said "Book of Screams." Yeah. <laughs> and depending on the page, it's a different scream. screams. Yeah. He closes the book and he keeps screaming though, which is poor design, I think. Yeah. <laughs> How do you make that book stop screaming? Yeah. Uh, you have to finish reading it. <laughs> Maybe it's like a car alarm. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. But if, like, if you design a system where your books scream, that is, like, an inherent violation of basic library principles. 
Mm-hmm. It should mm-hmm. shush you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Maybe there's another book right next to it that would have shushed it. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. are in a library. Oh, sorry. Don't scream. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Harry runs away, and he ends up in this room, and there's a mirror at the end of the room. And he looks in it, and he sees his family, which is heartbreaking. I thought it was really sweet. Yeah, it is sweet. You know, it's, it's like his, we learn it's his heart's desire, right? Yeah. And it's, it's his family. Like, and it's, it's family, and they're all smiling at him, and they're, it's even like his grandfathers and stuff. And Yeah, he sees people that have, like, traits of his. He's like, oh, hey, that, that, that old man has my knobbly knees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and he just stands there looking at them. I don't even know, like, I was thinking about this as I was reading it. Like, I have no idea what this mirror would, I kind of want to look into this mirror, because I don't know what a mirror like this would show me, right? Yeah. Would it just show me, like, I don't know, with, like, a, just, like, a in a room full of kittens? I mean, would yeah. it show me just, like, a massive pile of bacon? I don't, I don't know. Like, what, what yeah, what, what would it show me? You know, I've seen you before when I was fostering those four kittens, and you came over, and you had a lap and hands full of kittens, and that is the happiest I've, the most pure... Happiness I've ever seen in anybody in my entire life. It might be one of the happiest I've ever been. So yeah, so probably a lot of kittens. Yeah, it's like a room full of kittens. Yeah. Like, I don't know. What, what do you, uh, do you do you think about that? Like, what would the mirror of Arison show you? I mean, if I'm going to be a huge nerd, just a happy and healthy family and friends. Yeah. That's literally the opposite of nerd. What you just said. That's sure. like the most wholesome mainstream. Uh, okay. It's great. Well, sure. It's boring, but. No, no, that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a good answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeff, what would the pair of Arisa show you? I don't know. Probably professional success. Yeah. Uh, and probably these days to see my daughters become president of the United States. Nice. Both of them? In succession. Oh, okay. Wait, which one's going to be president first? Uh, the older one. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. That's good. That's yeah. good. But the other one, the younger one's going to be her vice president. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's, that's how you get like the, the, the political experience to run for president is good ways being VP. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's good. I like that. But it, it, I, I don't know. Just now that I'm a mother, it, it says he, he, he stood there. He doesn't know for how long. He looked and he looked and he looked. Uh, he tore his eyes away from his mother's face, whispered, I'll come back and hurried from the room. And as a mom, that just like made my heart break. Well, it is really sad because like he, he doesn't know what his parents look like. He's never seen them before, like in his memory, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the Dursleys is, didn't have any pictures of them. This might be the first time he's actually seen his parents. He wouldn't even have recognized them except that they look exactly like they look like yeah. him, you know? Yeah. Um, the and, woman has his eyes, which is something that is repeated approximately 200,000 times in the <laughs> Harry Potter series that he has his mother's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a, it's kind of a thing. Yeah. But so and he doesn't know the nature of this mirror at first, so he thinks that that could be them. Yeah. He doesn't understand what Very it sad. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's the thing that's trippy to me though. His parents had him very shortly after graduating from Hogwarts, which you do when you're about 17, 18. Mm. So his parents were probably like around 20 when they died. Which is crazy to me, because yeah, I'm so 33 young. and 20 years old. That sounds like a baby. Mm-hmm. They were. Yeah. It was babies killing babies. Voldemort was not a baby. I thought he was the same, around the same age as... No, Voldemort's old. He's like in his 70s. Oh, that's right. He's, he's more... Well... Because he... Cause, so Dumbledore taught him as a student. Yes. And Dumbledore is, I think, a hundred... It is in his 110s. Okay. At this time. Because he defeated Grindelwald back in the 40s. 1945, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, he rushes back, and he tells Ron all about it. 
And then Ron comes with him. Yeah, and Ron sees something totally different. Yeah, he sees himself. He's all alone. He's head boy. He's holding the house cup and the Quidditch cup. He's the Quidditch captain. He's the star. He's the star. Which initially I thought sounded a little bit lame, but after Dumbledore explains it, it kind of makes sense. Like, if this, this mirror shows you your deepest desires, and he's young, the youngest son. Yeah. Following a bunch of sons who are generally pretty accomplished. Yeah, they've all stood out in some way. Yeah, he probably feels a little bit overshadowed. So yeah, and I think I think too, coming from a family that is not well off, he's been constantly just getting hand me downs. Sometimes second second round hand me downs. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good point. Yeah. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. See, see something totally different, Uh, and they they have a little bit of a a, not exactly a falling out, but a little they they have a little bit of a tiff about this Mm -hmm. because I guess. Harry wants to keep going back and... Yeah. Ron says, don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. And it seems to be having an effect on Harry. He's like, he's he's having nightmares and... He's got no interest in anything else anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels like a, a little bit of a, a, a metaphor for addiction. Hmm. Interesting. Like sure. he, yeah, like he's, he's he yeah, can't stop thinking that. about this thing. It's like detracting from other parts of his life. Yeah. It's It sounded more to me like a curse or something like narcissus or i don't know because uh because uh he goes back so he goes back to look at the mirror again and dumbledore is there and dumbledore explains to him or kind of helps him figure out what it is and he says um this mirror will give us neither knowledge or truth men have wasted away before it entranced by what they have seen or been driven mad not knowing if what it shows is real or even possible and he says something else it does not do well to dwell on dreams and forget to live which i actually thought was really cool yeah that's a good way to it should be on a magnet or like embroidered on a pillow or something I'm gonna get it tattooed on my forehead that's good mm-hmm. get like it backwards that. so that you can look in the mirror and see it yeah <laughs> did you catch so as as a first time reader did you catch the whole thing with oh, the yeah. did you did you read the thing backwards oh yeah okay just making sure because <laughs> i don't remember the first time i read it if it was immediately obvious to me that this is all backwards this reminds me of uh, mental illness or not necessarily mental illness or something like ptsd or shock for some of the the experiences that he had in his life mm-hmm. if it wasn't this mirror it's very likely or it's very believable that a person who's been through what harry potter has been through would be unhealthily obsessed with his parents mm-hmm. and and kind of turn away his friends and, and go into this rabbit hole of his own mind. Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, he's he doesn't he's never actually seen his parents, so this is this is the only way he can actually see them. He doesn't have pictures of them. Uh, so do you, so I want to pose a question to you. So so Harry Potter asks Dumbledore a very personal question. Yes. What do you see when you look in the mirror? And Dumbledore says something which is you know obviously amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see. I, I like. I see myself holding a pair of warm woolen socks because you can never have enough socks, and people always give me books instead. But all I ever want is socks. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I love that. Mm-hmm. But it, is Dumbledore lying about the socks? Yes. It, so the answer seems like it could be yes. But with Dumbledore, I think it could be either one. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I think he's the kind of guy who might actually desire socks. But he could this. This is a man who can get socks. <laughs> you know. Well, the, the first time I read this, I, I wasn't sure about Dumbledore, and you know, he's he's he's, struck as, he's he's such an eccentric character. It's pretty believable. But the more you learn about him, the more you learn that there's a lot lot going on there. So he's probably lying about this. But yeah, but he could he might not be. Yeah. yeah. But it is a personal question to ask somebody you don't know that well. Yes, that's yeah. true. Nicholas Flamel, Chapter Thirteen. So after this mirror of Arisa, 
business, Harry's like, okay, I'm going to back it off. Mm-hmm. Be Probably a good choice. Yeah. But then the invisibility cloak spins the rest of the, the Christmas in the bottom of his trunk? What? What a waste. <laughs> yeah. He is taking this invisibility cloak for granted. Yes. What is wrong with him? This yeah. is such a great, this is such a cool toy. He doesn't know what the counters are yet to the invisibility cloak, right? Yeah. I there might be, so. I mean, the, the mirror had, was, was very dangerous, more dangerous than he thought it was. Yeah. And, and he doesn't know that the invisibility cloak works forever. Maybe some wizards see an infrared or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so, so that, that happens and, uh, Neville appears in a, a hilarious scene. Where his legs are stuck together. Oh, the hilarious or mean? I, I it's think it's really hilarious. mean. It's mean and hilarious. I, you know, something about every time a bad thing happens to Neville, it makes me laugh. Yeah, Aww. I mean, I don't, I don't dislike him. He's just such a, he's so put upon. Schlamazel. Yeah, he's 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 the he's the Jerry. Come on. Yeah, he's, he's definitely yeah. the Jerry. And uh, oh, okay, that was messed up though. He had a heart attack. <laughs> no, he had a fart, fart attack. attack. <laughs> <laughs> they laughed about it. I know. It's Far- terrible. Farts are objectively funny, Jeff. <laughs> Disagree. The thing is, Jerry, Gary, Terry, Larry had a lot going for him in his real life. Neville yeah. does not. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't know that. We don't know much about Neville outside of his, you know. That's true. Except uh, his his family thought he was kind of a loser. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, uh, so, I think he's a, actually a, like a really great classmate to have, by the way. Like, having him in Gryffindor is, like, the best. Because you can kind of probably just, like, coast it, and you won't be the worst. <laughs> you know? Like, no, no. I mean, it's just, it's nice knowing that Neville's going to be, like, there, like, holding that bottom rank for you, you know? Wow. Oh, he's, he's, a, he's a very useful that's guy. What he's, that's what he's there for. Yeah. That's why the sorting hat put him there. Aw. <laughs> this guy's going to raise the curve for everybody else. Wow. Anyway, but because of Neville... We find out where we'd, Harry finds out where he'd heard the name Nicholas Flamel before, and it was on a chocolate frog card of Dumbledore, which says that Dumbledore did his work on alchemy with his partner, Nicholas Flamel. And so Hermione comes back with a little bit of knowledge that Nicholas Flamel is the only known maker of the Sorcerer's Stone. I had never heard of those before. Had you? Sorcerer's Stone? I think it's... It's it's called a philosopher's stone, right? Right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and yeah, it that. is like an existing concept. It's a it's an alchemical principle or something. I think. Yeah, the, it's like the the holy principle is the same thing as the holy grail. It's the thing that turns lead into gold. It's sort of the allegorical magic material that that can cause powerful changes in the world that alchemists were always looking for. Anyway, so, um, but not only can it turn things into gold, but apparently it can produce the elixir of life, which makes the drinker immortal. So, so this actually, I remember this the first time I read this, like, I don't, so how does that work exactly? Does is it like, you have this rock and like, you literally just, like, get water from a wall. Is it bleeding like in this elixir of life? Do you have to like mix it in like a tumbler with like some regular water and it becomes elixir of life? I, I imagine it's more like a bullion cube, except that it doesn't melt. Ah. You just like stick it in with some water. So you could just, could you just like toss the stone in your mouth and like kind of suck on it a little bit? And Probably. So it's like stone soup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, then there's Quidditch again, right? Yeah, then there's another Quidditch game. <laughs> They're like, Quidditch well, time. good thing we figured that out. Now let's go play Quidditch. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and Harry wins it again. Yes, well done, Harry. Luckily, they didn't spend much time at all actually talking about Yeah, so Snape is refing this game, which, again, what a conflict of interest, right? So, okay, if Gryffindor wins this game, then they they beat Slytherin, his house. (laughs) So he's like, oh, yep, going to be calling some some, uh, penalties on this one. Yeah. 
And uh, so far he has a history of attempting to murder players, too, so, you know. Yeah, as far mm. as we know, it's true, so. Uh, and then, oh, and then this, so, this is, I actually kind of like this scene, because all this stuff is going on with the with uh, Harry and the, and, the, and the crowd, and meanwhile, in the audience, like, Ron and Neville are just, like, <laughs> brawling with, with uh, oh, that's right, Malfoy yeah. and Crabbe and Goyle, yeah. like, Ron jumps on Malfoy and is like fighting him, and Neville's like, well, "All right, it's go time." And he takes on Crab and Goyle at the Aww, same time. Yeah, like, such a good this friend. is why I won't talk bad about Neville. Yeah, because he's down. Yeah, he he goes from zero to eleven in no time. Yeah. Like one minute he's like like stuttering, and now he, then he's like hurricane punching these two guys. Well, these guys are big too. He's getting knocked out. It doesn't matter. He is in that fight. <laughs> yeah. So, he was there for his bro. Yeah, I will say that for Neville. Yeah, it's awesome. He's awesome. Uh, and yeah, Harry Harry wins. As a spectator in this in this particular game, wouldn't that be really disappointing? Like, yeah. You're in for a Quidditch game, and the game ends in five minutes. Yeah, the stands erupted. It had to be a record. No one could ever remember the snitch being caught so quickly. I know, that would be really disappointed. If I was any other member of the team, I would be pissed off that I didn't get a chance to play and score and stuff. Or if you, or if you're a spectator, if you show up to watch a football game, and you're like, you're 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 expecting, you know, two to, I don't know how long is football game, two hours, hour and a half, like three or four hours. Okay, you're expecting like four hours of entertainment, and the game's over in five minutes. I would be pissed. You'd be pretty mad, right? Because the guy did a double backflip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, he did a double, double backflip really fast. That was cool and all, but I didn't drive to Houston for this. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, so we can all agree once again, Quidditch is terrible. Yeah. It it sounds like it'd be a lot of fun, but they, you know, the the mechanics yeah. are a little bit dodgy. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, Harry is bringing his broom back to the broom shed, and he sees Snape walking off, so he follows him on a broomstick. Snape <laughs> snaping around as he does. Is, he's yeah. snaping around. Yeah, snaping off to the woods. Yeah. yeah. And Harry's like, well, I better better find out what's going on. Yeah. Again, not a great idea, but... And he hears a conversation between Snape and Professor Quirrell. Yeah. Mm, the wimpy guy. Meeting up in the forest of death and destruction or whatever. Yeah, pretty much. The yeah. Forbidden Forest. Forbidden Forest, right. Yeah. yeah. Like friends do. Yeah. Yeah. And Snape is, uh, tells him to pick a side. Yeah, it seems, seems like he's threatening him a little bit. Yeah. 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 So Have you figured Snape out how to get definitely... past the Beast of Hagrid's yet? You don't want me as your enemy. Um, you d- yeah, decide where your loyalties lie. Very suspicious. Extremely suspicious. Suspiciouser and suspiciouser. Yes. <laughs> so that's where we're at. Yeah. That's it for this episode. Next time, we're going to cover chapters 14 through 17, which is the final chapters of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's at Alice M. Sullivan. I'm Micah Sparkman. I don't have one of those. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Jeff Lake. That's at Jeff underscore Lake. If you have any comments or suggestions or anything else you want to share, you can email us at hello at mwapodcast.com. Please share us. Please give us good reviews. Please like us on uh, whatever platform you got this on. Please like us in real life. We're super likable. Until next time. Finite Finite Podcast. Podcast.